Hello, and welcome back to the Matron Saint of Nightmares podcast. Um, I am the Acolyte. And I am the Matron. Uh, today, uh, well, yeah, today we watched The Babadook. Um, and uh, it's really fucking intense. Yeah, it is one of my favorites. Uh, before we sure. jump into it, I just wanted to s- do a quick reminder. There's all these episodes have spoilers, um, and they are, we, we swear, so I'm sure you've noticed. <laughs> That's also accurate, yes. Um, but yeah, let's, let's jump into it. Um, yeah, you, you, go ahead, I'm still kind of reeling from it. Yeah, it's, it's very emotionally intense movie, it's kind of a psychological horror, and it's, um, it centers around a family. Um, a mom and her son, um, and you find out that um, the main character, the mom, um, was on her way to the hospital to give birth to her son when her and her husband got into a car accident and her husband died. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so from there on out, the, her son's birthday is also the anniversary of her husband dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately you can see kind of from the beginning, um, how beaten down she feels just in the way that she, um, presents herself and kind of responds to different situations. She's, and she's always kind of looking tired and, um, not, um, not very, almost, almost disengaged, I guess. Yeah. She seems to be having a really hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they never say, and she does kind of everything that she's supposed to be doing with her son, right? She takes him to school. She goes to work and supports him. She, you know, stands up for him at school. Um, yeah, she does a really good job in, 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 in the, at least the early part in the movie, of really taking his side on it. Yeah. Um, he has some issues at school. Yeah. Um, and um, he, I think he was caught with a homemade crossbow. As um, one does. And the school admins are basically like, you know, we're going to get a one-on-one monitor for him and stuff like that. And she's like, you know, to be fair, like, y- you guys are watching out for yourself. I have to watch out for my son. So I'm just going to pull him out of the school then. You yeah. know, so, and she she makes a quite I think quite a strong statement doing that, yeah. um, and, and really has his back on that. Yeah, and despite kind of like doing everything right and saying the right things, she I think the actress is really adept at this, but she really communicates this resentment that she has towards her son. Like you can kind of feel right. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's she never says anything. She never really does anything. No. It's just kind of in her reactions and her yeah her the way she kind of carries herself. You can just kind of tell there's yeah. a definite feeling. Sometimes it's it's little looks. Yeah. It's the delay time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one time where something happens and she's putting him to bed and she says, "I love you, mom," and she says, "I do too." Yeah. She doesn't say, "I love you back" necessarily. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you you could yeah you could tell from her performance at least like that, that 
Yeah, her, there's a bit of resentment. Yeah, her interactions are strained with yeah. him, for sure. Um, and it's, it's not just his interactions with her, it's his interactions with the school, and it's his interactions with his cousin and his aunt. Um, and I love the, kind of, the way that they show um, the mom's stress through the movie. Mm-hmm. She's um, like grabbing her jaw, she has headaches, she can't sleep, she's really kind of like frazzled. Yeah, even physically, the yeah. way that they, they, they don't. They don't she, glamorize her at all. She, yeah, she yeah. never wears, she almost never has makeup on. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they, they both look a bit gaunt mm-hmm. and yeah. um, a bit pale, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, she can't get any alone time, like mm-hmm. at all. And that that really stuck out to me in the beginning because. It just seemed like she was always kind of interrupted by her son, or her son like needed a lot of attention from her, probably because she wasn't giving him a lot of attention, right? Right. Um, but like there was this push and pull with them where it felt like she couldn't get away from him, mm-hmm. and she couldn't have any time to herself. Like when he comes in on her when she's uh, using the vibrator, using the vibrator. <laughs> so man, and uh, yeah, so she she kind of gets pushed more and more. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, her stress level keeps escalating. Um, and the idea of the monster is is one of my favorites. So first off, Babadook became a gay icon for a while. Yeah, you've mentioned this before <laughs> in the movie. Uh, it's like the third like autofill Google search. Um, for Babadook? When I, yeah, when I yeah. Googled the movie. Um, I made a... It's a shit joke, but you know, I was like, is he a gay icon because he's always coming out of the closet? I mean, it's true. He is coming but, out of that closet. I'm gonna need a more a better description than that explanation. So I don't think that there is like a super great one. I think that um, they <laughs> like if you Wikipedia it, it'll say because he was very dramatic and kind of like fancy, like dressed up, mm-hmm. and he just seemed like he had a certain flair to him. I don't know. Um, but I think, too, Babadook is, like, ultimately a symbol for grief, right? Right. Or for, like, um, the destruction that grief can bring, yeah. I think. And I think that, you know, maybe some folks in the LGBT plus community, the Alphabet Mafia, maybe um, could identify with that in some way. Yeah. Um, but if you haven't seen the images, there are some really great ones. There's some, like, pride floats. You really got to Google it. Sure. It'll change your life. <laughs> got it. Yeah. But Babadook is this image of, like, destructive grief. Yeah. It's something that I'm obsessed with. Yeah. Um, it, 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 se- it seems to be a, a recurring theme, actually, in a few of the movies that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, funny enough, that this one and um, Rosemary's Baby and Hereditary have a lot of overlap. I think you're right. Um, yeah. Tell me more about that. Because, you know, if you guys haven't listened to our episode on uh, Rosemary's Baby or um, Hereditary, um, and, and we didn't make too strong of a connection. I think we mentioned it briefly, right? But but there's, there's a death in the family. Yeah. Um, and... And it's not quite as explicit in the Babadook, but there's moments where, like, I think the son, Samuel, I think he said one time, 
Um, I think my mom would have preferred, um, or somebody says, you know, your mom would have preferred you than your dad to have died, right? Oh, yeah, um, that's actually something she says to him when she's possessed by the bad Right, right. I so would she, have preferred that you, I can't tell you how many times I would have wished that he would have. Yeah, died. yeah, she says some fucked up things yeah, to him yeah, for, for, sure. uh, for a second. Um, and, that, and that's why this movie was, movie was so far the most heart-wrenching, like, of these horror movies, right? Because, like, because, again, I, and actually one of the things I'm so obsessed with in, in this podcast series so far, I've, I've said it a few times and I'll say it again, but, like, um, the idea that you don't see some the, the horror sometimes, right? Because yes. the scariest things just exist in our minds. Right. Um, right. And you do end up seeing the Babadook at some points, but you never really get a really good clear shot. Um, and he's always changing. He's like kind of shape-shifting. Yeah, you know? he's big, he's small, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the mo- mo- Maybe the most consistent thing is his voice. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so... He, yeah, he changes a lot, and you never really get a clear shot at him, and I think that that also makes it a little bit more um, creepy. Yeah. A little bit scarier. Yeah. And, like, I love this kind of psychological horror, too, because um, it's so relatable, you know? Like, just, like, the the absolute horror of grief. Yeah. And how, like, when somebody dies and they're gone, like, that is mm-hmm. horrifying, right? Yeah. And I think that any of us who have experienced, like, a degree of loss can kind of um, empathize with that or can kind of see how the Babadook be- could become destructive. Yeah, and the invisibility of that, yes. that, 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 like, that horror. Yes. Know? And it could, because, because I, I love the, I, I like, I kind of love the ambiguity of, like, you know, some of these, well, some of them, it, it, it is, like, a physical thing, but the ambiguity of, like, like, is this monster manifestation of your grief or is it, like, actual, like, a fantasy type of thing and there is a monster and, and yeah. all those sort of things, yeah. you know, and, um, and again, that, 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 that's one of the things that I, I I've really latched on in, in this project so far is just like this idea that like, is it a real monster or is it just some like thing that's in your head and your heart yeah. that's like tormenting you? Right. That's equally as horrifying. Absolutely. Right? That, that the, the, the the negative uh, the the grief that you have no control over, and that's almost dictating you your actions. That's possessed you, you know. And um, yeah, the, the, this one was this one was. I mean, it was good, but it, it was it was heartbreaking. I think because because yeah. you see the whole time, right? The 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 kid is annoying for sure. The kid's he's a lot. A, he's a t- he's got he's a lot a tough going on. One. Yeah. But but the the human the the, the 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 human in me is like, yeah, of course, fucking he's he's not got a dad. Yeah. He's gotta live knowing with essentially knowing that he was born the day his dad died. Right. And that's a hell of a legacy to be to, to, to bring Enter the world with into yeah. the world with, right? And 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 even their their life seems pretty tough. You know, because yeah. his mom is, uh, she, she, I think she's a, a caretaker at a, a nursing right. home, and it, it looks like tough work. Um, yeah. He, um, and it's absolutely not his fault that he has, you know, like behavioral issues because life seems tough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the, the mom seems to have not a very close yeah. relationship with her sister, and even her sister's a bit resentful of them yeah. because, because Sam does have behavioral issues and, um, sometimes is mean to his cousin. And yeah. so 
the whole thing, you know, you could see them being further and further isolated, and, and it's just a, a super tough one, yeah. Yeah, it's really painful to watch. Mm -hmm. um, it is for sure. And I think that we can also kind of empathize with um, just how kind of stuck they are in a the situation. They don't have, like, a lot of places to go for help. Yeah. Um, but also Amelia, mom, is... Um, is kind of hiding everything about Sam's dad from Sam and from herself. Mm. So she put all of this stuff in the basement and she keeps it locked. So we had to kind of sneak in there to be able to see it. Yeah. And then he kind of set up this like, you know, this like playground with his dad's stuff so that he could see his dad's clothes hanging up right. and imagine what he looked like and see these pictures and yeah. go through these documents, like normal kid stuff. Yeah. But that had to be like this he was going against his mother's wishes doing that right? right yeah so he had to feel like he didn't have any understanding of who his dad was and even um when mom was talking to the neighbor she said at one point like don't use his name like why do you have to say his name because yeah, oscar yeah. was the dad yeah that passed away and she was like i don't want to hear his name i don't want to talk about it yeah um and and i think that that was kind of what the babadook was kind of symbolizing was like her just like locking it away and yeah. not facing it and he said like the more that you ignore me the stronger i become mm -hmm. um and he got real strong man yeah he got strong yeah yeah and i there was a couple things in there that i thought were like really phenomenal um samuel like just a couple quotes samuel said like he'll eat you from the inside right so that when she gets kind of like possessed by him yeah like you can kind of imagine that right yeah. <laughs> like he's inside of her and controlling her um and then samuel says at one point um i know you don't when mom is tied up and possessed by the babadook he says i know you don't love me because the babadook won't let you but I'll always love, I love you and I always will. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that was really powerful too because, yeah, like maybe even before she got possessed by the Babadook, she wasn't able to love him, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe her grief was stopping her from being able to connect with her son. Yeah. And absolutely. that, you know, doesn't make her a monster. That means that, you know, she was grieving. And yeah. It was really hard. Yeah. And she tried to show up anyway. Yeah. I think that's the gnarly part. It's like you see. You see a woman that's like trying so hard. Yes, to, to that's the right by her son. Part. Yeah, like she's not so, like it'd be it'd be different if she just was sort of like distant and whatever. Like she is, but like like I think that's despite her best efforts. Yeah, you know, and and, and there is just this like yeah resentment a bit that she has. I think and 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 but she carries it and, and it's crazy because it she's carried for years because he's what like he's turning seven he's turning yeah, six, yeah yeah so it's like that's just yeah ridiculous. so it's a long time to actually i had one of the questions i had too to you know for you was do you think there's an element of ptsd that like is involved in this because like she was in the car like in this car accident right um, yeah. when her husband died and so i'm curious do you if you think that there is something that play like a like a PTSD angle that plays into it or if it's like 
sure it's a possibility, but it wasn't an emphasis in the movie or something like that. Yeah. I think that they that's what they were trying to kind of show. Okay. Um, the reason I think that is because she would have kind of those flashbacks where she would hear it mm-hmm. and she would have the nightmares about yeah. the event. Yeah. And then the big thing that got me was at the end when she sees her husband for the last time mm-hmm. when the Babadook like manifests him yeah. and she kind of relives the moment he died. Right. Um, you see like half of his head yeah. get removed. Which makes me think, like, I wonder if that's how he died. Right. Like, I wonder if that's the trauma that she's been trying to not look at. Right. You know? Like, I wonder if the reality of, like, how grotesque and awful that is was something that she was trying to hide. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times, like, in... There's several kinds of therapies where, like, you talk about a traumatic event that happened. And I can't tell you how many times that there's just, like, this, like, weight lifted in the room when somebody gets it out of their mouth, right? Mm. In the right circumstances, obviously, right? With support and, like, over time of being able to build up the strength to be able to say it. I think it can be, like, a really powerful moment to actually face what you've been trying to avoid. Because one of the biggest symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder um, is avoidance. Mm -hmm. You really try to avoid everything that reminds you of what happened, the person, places, or things, the smells, everything, right? Because it can trigger all of these really painful memories that can come back. Yeah. Um... And so, yeah, I think that they were kind of hinting at that. Um, And I also see that, you know, there's some really, like, physical um, symptoms that people experience when uh, when they lose a loved one, especially a spouse. A spousal death is actually considered, like, one of the most traumatic deaths that you can experience in your life. Oh, really? Okay. Um, And the reason that they say that is because the health outcomes of you going forward actually decrease pretty markedly is it because you lose a partner or is it because you are alone after that or is it like a mixture i think it's a mixture so um so i'm pulling up this article right now so about 45 40 percent of people um whose spouse passes away will develop a anxiety disorder in that year um and then on top of that, and this one is the, the really scary one that I think is kind of worth mentioning is there can be, there, depending on like your age and all of these things, there can be up to a 70% increased chance of death for the surviving spouse six months after the spouse dies. Holy crap. Right. So there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, and a lot of physical symptoms actually come up, right? Because our body actually, like... It's not just our, how we are feeling emotionally. How we're feeling emotionally is, like, directly tied to how our body functions, actually. Yeah. Um, well, emotions are physically manifest. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. Like, like exactly. it's not... Emotions isn't something that's just floating around the air. Like, something's happening in your brain, in your body, that's, yeah. like, not just making you feel those things, but, like, you know, it's it, it, we live in a physical world, right? So like, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's... Um, and one of the things is... Um, Like, it really just bottoms out your immune system and your inflammation increases because there's so much stress on your system, right? And then actually, what can happen with severe, intense, prolonged grief um, is that your heart muscle actually gets so weakened um, that you get, like, something that's called, like, my... It's it's called broken heart syndrome. So it can actually, it can actually kill you. Like you can actually die from that. Mm -hmm. So it goes, it runs the gambit of like how we respond to grief. Yeah. But I say that to say she's having a very strong reaction in this movie 
to grief. And there can be even stronger reactions. Like that's actually not right. off out of the realm of possibility yeah, you know, outside yeah. of the possession and everything. Yeah. Like it can be really physically taxing. It can be emotionally taxing and it can, it can be a very difficult thing to do, especially if you have limited support. And it seemed like she was really isolated. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this has been a real downer of an episode. I know, guys. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, with sort of that, right? Like, because yeah. you've just listed off a bunch of stuff, right? And, yeah, yeah. And it's getting real grim. Sure. But um, you're the professional here, too. Yeah. So, you know, maybe not if you find yourself with a dead spouse mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. And, and sorry for if that's a little too blunt. But, like, yeah. what what is your recommendation? And obviously, you're not... Well, I'm not expecting you to give advice right now. Yeah. I mean, well... Yes, advice, but like obviously you're not helping through this episode, you know. Absolutely, but, I'm no one's therapist who's listening to this. <laughs> I, I suppose let's take the Amelia and Sam in the movie, yeah, for example, yeah. right? Um, let's pretend it's an an American system. But mm-hmm. what 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 would you do? Um, how how would you begin to help yourself best in that situation? Yeah, um, there. I want to start by saying too that my when I was growing up, my mom, my dad passed away. And my mom kind of got, went through a rough bout with the Babadook herself. And she, you know, was able to get through it and is doing phenomenal right now. Um, and I think that the big thing is that actually getting support can help. Mm-hmm. And it can help the physical symptoms that you're experiencing. And Do you mean the, even the act of getting support or, or seeking support and, and receiving support? I mean, I think seeking and receiving support is very important, but I think kind of what the movie was saying that I really agree with was, like, say the name, right? Right. Like, there's an elephant in the room, and we need to talk about that elephant. Yeah. Because that's the hard... That's the the hard step. Exactly. That's the the hard step. And she... You know, one of the other quotes I wrote down from the movie is um, when things were getting really bad, and Sam was like, can we call somebody? And she's like, I don't need to call anybody. I just need to sleep. And I was like, man, if that's not every grieving person <laughs> to ever live, you know? Yeah. And, and I yeah. think just, like, making that call is, like, so important. And, you know, there's different ways to get support, too. Like, I think a lot of people assume that it's, like, counseling. And actually, like, for grieving, counseling might be your thing. It might not, and that's okay. There's, like... There's different groups. There's, like, online support groups. There's also, like, just finding ways to create um, room for you to be talking about them with other people and kind of acknowledging that what you went through is going to affect you and is going to change your life. Um, and creating new traditions mm-hmm. or creating kind of, like, things that you can do to kind of remember this person I think are very important. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of different things. It could be based on, like, your cultural beliefs, your religious beliefs, or anything like that, or things that you used to do together. Um, one of my favorite things to do, like, to celebrate my father's life on the anniversary of his death or his, his birthday, those are my, like, two days where I still do stuff, um, I will, like, watch one of his favorite movies um, and drink a cherry Coke, which he appreciated. Or, like, just do simple things like that yeah. where I can just take time, even years out, to say, like, okay, I'm going to take time to, like, feel how I feel about this. Yeah. Um, because often with grief, there's no time limit, and we always try to rush ourselves to right. say, like, oh, it's been a year. Why am I not better? Yeah. Oh, it's been five years or ten years. Why mm-hmm. am I not better? Why does yeah. it still hurt? And I think... 
the reality of the situation is like the bonds we have with each other are so powerful. Yeah. And that is a beautiful thing. And, you know, sometimes part of that is that, you know, it really hurts to be separated from them. Absolutely. Um, and instead of kind of going back to the way that life was, you know, sometimes we have to create a new life mm -hmm. kind of around what they left. Yeah. Um, and I think this movie does a really good job of trying to talk about the importance of acknowledging what happens. Mm -hmm. Like the importance of acknowledging that the loss is present everywhere. Mm -hmm. She starts seeing the Babadook everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's all around her. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, for me it brings to mind, you know, the idea of moving on. Mm -hmm. Right, where it, it, the the it, there, there's there's movement, right, and and she seems stuck. Yeah. Um, and maybe not necessarily unwilling to move on, but unable to, and and not really knowing how to. Yeah, um, definitely. And and they seem to be just getting by, but there was always this the her husband's death that kind of loomed over their lives right um and i and i think you know it manifest yeah it, you know the the way that the movie i think portrayed it was it manifested as this babadook right and, and, yeah. and it was con it was you know because uh what, what did he say uh the, the kid says first too like you have to it has to scare you first yes um before you see it yeah um, yeah and 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 there's a part of it where, like, the at some point, like, she, I don't want to use the word snaps, but she, there, there's a part of her that, like, turns a corner on it in a bad way, right? Yeah. Where she's, like, now it's, like, oh, like, she's, like, being consumed by it. Can't fight it off anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you can, you could try to repress it all you want mm -hmm. you know and, and and try to ignore it or or not address it and it just slowly gets away yeah from her and and um yeah really and and, and you know ultimately it manifests itself and but yeah I, I, it, it it's man this one was it was emotionally <laughs> tough yeah, one. Yeah, this one was emotionally tough I, I love the end, though. The end is one of my favorites because it, like, I was kind of afraid as I was watching the movie for the first time, I was afraid that they were going to kill the Babadook and it was going to be all better. Mm. Um, and I love the ending because you yeah. can't get rid of the Babadook. I love right. that that's one of the sayings, right? Yeah. Because she's never going to wake up and not have her husband have died. Right. That's never going to fucking happen. Yeah. And so the Babadook is always going to fucking be there, yeah. right? And how she grew to cope with it was she kept it in a spot and she would go down and feed it yeah and she would take time with it right so yeah. sam would go out into the backyard and so she would be alone with it and it would kind of creep her out she had this whole moment you know yeah. at the end yeah. and she would feel it yeah. and she would be with it and then she said it's okay yeah she said it's okay it's gonna be okay yeah. like she was comforting it and fed it. And actually, even at the end, the son actually asks her how it is, right? Mm -hmm. And, 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 and so like, there's like this communication. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you have your good days and your bad days, you know. And and, and yeah, you're, you're right. I do appreciate that because it's there. 
not even well yeah with, with grief and different forms of grief different types okay. of heartbreak like like you're left with it for your whole life mm-hmm. you know and, and and in some ways the, the the really big heartbreaks in your life they shouldn't leave you absolutely um or or, or or the way that you could tell in hindsight that it was a big one was the fact that it doesn't because yeah. uh, because it was big enough for it to not leave you um yeah. and and you find ways to 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 go forward and 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 sometimes revisiting it and, and honoring it in a way like yeah. um helps you helps you move on and and you're right i i think it, it was nice that it wasn't like oh we killed the babadook the, the sun's shining now and and we could just move on with our lives you everybody's know? functional and happy yeah, yeah we're, like. <laughs> we're all good you know and, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be nice it, it wouldn't be realistic i guess if if if, if it played out that way yeah um, so and i like that her son was like can i can i go down and see it and she said maybe when you're older right like yeah sure when you're older yeah. like yeah cool um I had a client that told me, and this is like one of the best things I've ever heard in my life, Mm. Um, but somebody, we were having a conversation and a third person said like, man, but like the weight of this grief, like when do I get to put it down? Dude. And my client, just super genius, didn't even flinch and said, you never put it down, but your muscles grow, so it doesn't always hurt that bad yeah hell as yeah. bad as it does now as somebody that weight lifts weights <laughs> but, but 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 for real and, yeah and, and just a just mm-hmm. even like a random ass plug in the middle of this podcast like i think everybody should lift weights <laughs> don't be scared of that shit because there's nothing truer than weights and gravity um, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and and you're absolutely right you know um 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 you know of course sometimes some weight is not ideal but but the more you carry something, the, the more you get used to it, and yeah. it makes you stronger, and um, and you learn to deal with it, you know. Because, yeah. bro, we're not gonna come out of this life unscathed. I know. <laughs> you know how are you I gonna know. deal, right? You're not gonna have a perfect record in this life. Of course. And so, how do you deal with the losses, you know? And how do you how do you move on and and those sort of things? And and I fucking hate the 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 phrase "What doesn't kill you only makes you stronger." Yeah. Because. It's true in a way, yes, but, but it's also not it's true so, in a way. <laughs> yeah, right. What, what, what kill what, what doesn't kill you can also maim you and yeah. cause you to not be functional for the rest of your Absolutely. life and all that kind of crap. Cause you, really, cause you yeah, to like have intense trauma that makes it getting yeah, out of bed really because hard. Exactly, because it's not it's not an instruction either, mm-hmm. right? It's it's a it's a it's a it's a blanket statement, but but really truly something, especially like the the weight of grief the weight of heartbreak right like like you know like like you mentioned about your dad and and, Mm -hmm. and even in my own life um like like you carry that and there's nothing wrong with it you know and also if you get over it quicker than you think you will you know that's all there's also also nothing wrong yeah Yeah. you know but but i think i don't know if there's any getting over but like if you feel like better better or yeah, yeah 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 for sure because because I think ultimately it's just about knowing yourself in a lot of those situations and, and, and really being finding a way to be honest with yourself about it or like, where am I at with this, right? And I think Amelia in this movie 
resisted or she avoided it, I think, for a good portion of her life. Yeah, because she couldn't handle it. She couldn't face it before she faced it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's so true for a lot of us. I think for a lot of us, it's really hard. Like, we might know that we have to face something. Like, like for me, I would always say, um, like, growing up, I'd be like, oh, yeah, my dad died. I'm going to deal with that after I get my bachelor's degree because I need to at least have that on lock before, mm-hmm. you know, I start drudging up all these feelings, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. That, that. God forbid to get... God forbid I start feeling things. <laughs> right. And then obviously life was like, eh, you know, you probably can't wait on this. Yeah. So I think that it, you know, we try to survive the moment. And when something terrible happens... It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be like an ideal version of how we wish that we would have responded at that time. It's going to be what it is. And then us being able to kind of be patient with ourselves and accept ourselves for that reaction. And then ultimately find a way to, you know, go forward and continue living and you know, show some compassion towards ourselves, which I think ultimately is what she had to do. She had to not only face the Babadook, but she had to show compassion towards it. Yeah. She had to make a space for it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, she had to plan her life around it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that I, I totally think was a great message to send with the movie. Yeah. So who were you? (laughs) I don't know if I could, honestly though, like, with the mom, I could totally relate. Yeah. Um, like, I'm not going to fucking lie, man. There were moments with that kid. I was just like, I, I turned to you and during the movie. I was like, what do you do? <laughs> you I know. know. Like, what do you do right yeah, now? You know, like, because, like, he's a, he's a child and, 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 mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, like. And it's not his fault, but oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Like, you know, and I get it. Like, in my, in my own life, like, you know, um, um, my upbringing was tough and, and, and partly because um, one of my parents um, often we react to yeah. my bis- misbehavior or something like that and and so I, I know I know the real frustration of it right um, and and um, and that's often unfair for the child but you know as you get older you're also like damn though but kids like sometimes you know and like yeah. you know and, and, and the, the, the movie that manifests in some nasty ways but like yeah, so, you know, I think that's what was tough, not tough, but yeah, that was the tough part of this movie. I was just like, the mom, like, I felt it, you know? Yeah, it was like, very human. Yeah, like, because she doesn't necessarily, like, push away her grief in, in like, conventional movie ways where yeah. she's like, ah, like, it's so subtle, right? Mm-hmm. But you could see it in the way that she carries it out in her life and the way that she interacts with people yeah. and the way that she interacts with her son and, and, and the... The, the way that she's built her life with her son too, I think right, too, you know, right. um, that that's tough. And so, yeah, I, I'd say I'm the mom. Yeah. So I'm queer. So I'm going to say Baba Duke. <laughs> I think I get to claim Baba Duke. Sure. Yeah. Uh, like that he, uh, he was, uh, resilient. I'm going to reframe Baba Duke. He was resilient. You know, he, uh, helped them process some things. Although, I will say, I hate every movie where a dog dies. Fuck me. Yeah. We did not talk about this in Evil Dead. The remake, the 2013 uh, one. Yeah. Where the dog dies, and in this one. Why do we get, gotta do that to I them? I know, man. Like, I would much rather have another 
different character be killed. Yeah. It's just so hard. Yeah, that that was a tough one. Um. Yeah, because the dog could tell, right? The dog felt the energy and was like, nope. Yeah. This one's, this one got Baba Duke. <laughs> you got to deal with this lady. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, well, with that, um, I think, uh, you know, I just wanted to encourage you guys, you know, the, the, the shit that you go through in life. I, I don't know. It's easy for a podcaster to say, you know, don't, don't run away from it and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know the crazy stuff, but, but, but there's a way out, um, or there's a way forward. I don't want to yeah. say out. There's a way forward. And, um, and also I'm going to throw this out there. I'm sure you will reflect that. Our website is matronstateofnightmares.com. Um, we're on Twitter. We're easy to find. It's matron st of, of night at Twitter, and we're on Instagram. Um, the matron would w- would be happy to answer any questions, um, point you in any directions for resources. Um, we are still currently strangers on the internet, but um, um, you know, if if anybody's in a spot, um, don't don't hesitate to reach out because that's part of this project. It's, it's ultimately to to you know for us to be productive with the movies that we're watching and stuff like that but like th- these are big topics and these are big big things that w- that we deal with and um you know i think the matron herself um is a professional in mental health and social work mm-hmm. but um you know if 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 um if you find yourself in a spot where you don't really have anything and and and, and you want to reach out we're, we're we're here yeah and uh so you know don't 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 be afraid um and and even if we point you in different resources or whatever it is like yeah um feel free to reach out absolutely we have some resources up on our website Mm -hmm. and i am happy to find resources for you in your area anytime just email us or you know dm us probably dm whatever it is you know reach out um but yeah um Damn, maybe next one will be a little bit uh, brighter. Um, <laughs> sorry, but yeah, the, I'm, I'm glad we did this one. It was, yeah. it was a great movie. I recommend it. Um, yeah. it. It's actually quite unique in the way that it's done because there is a bit of like a, 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 a what I, I I thought was a bit of like a Tim Burton-esque type of yeah. thing about it, kind of vibe. Um, but also very creepy still and, and uh, yeah. Um, but with that, I suppose until, until next time, sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. dreams. <laughs>